So you've toiled for weeks and months, planning the perfect membership, wrestling with tech to turn those plans into reality. And now that you've finally opened the doors, you can take a big sigh of relief that the hard work and headaches are finally over, right? Wrong. Once your membership is running, that's when the real work begins. What that real work is, is what we're going to talk about on today's episode of the Membership Guys podcast. You're listening to the Membership Guys podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and advice from the leading experts on growing a successful membership business each and every week. And now, here's your host, Mike Morrison. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 295. Wow, that's a big number. Getting so, so close to that 300 episode benchmark that just makes me feel super old. That's like hey, six years of podcasting. Crazy that you guys haven't got sick of the sound of my voice. Um, or maybe you have and you're just too polite to tell me. All right, today we're starting a little trip into the archives of the Membership Guys podcast. It's something that we do a couple of times a year pretty much for the last four or five years now, where we dive back into the vault and we pick out some of either the best episodes, the most popular episodes, episodes about topics that maybe we feel it'd be good to remind you of, and we float them back to the top of the list to give you that reminder and to make sure that you're not missing out on some of the gold the solid gold advice that is there in the back catalog of the Membership Guys podcast. Because as I said, we're at nearly 300 episodes. And so I don't expect those of you who have found us within the last few days, the last few months, even the last year or two, I don't expect you guys to go all the way back and listen to five or six years worth of episodes. But pretty much every single episode that we record is evergreen. So the advice from four years ago, most of the time is still relevant today. And that means that you could be missing out on a lot of gold, a lot of valuable input, insight, ideas, and advice from the archive. So we like to take this little trip into the archive and pull out three episodes from the vault. So this week will be the first of those episodes. And then the next two weeks, we're going to have some hand-picked episodes of the Membership Guys podcast from The Vault. Today, we're talking about six challenges that every new membership owner faces because so much of education, so much of content, so much of what is talked about online about starting and running a successful membership is unfortunately focused on the starting part. And so quite often, people do get the impression that the real work is getting a membership up and running, but once that's done, the hard work is over. But nothing could be further from the truth. Once your membership is up and running, as we said in the intro, that is when the real work begins. And I don't say that to scare you. I don't say that to put you off, but we've got to remember with a membership, you are building a business. It is a business. It's not a get rich quick. It's not something you just set and forget. You are creating a membership, you're launching a membership that is then a business that requires work, requires input, requires you to actually put in some time and some effort. And during those initial few months as a new membership owner, 
you're going to have a whole bunch of new challenges to deal with that you might not be aware of, that you might not be prepared for. Because again, most people, when they talk memberships, they're talking about just getting something out of the door. They're not talking about what happens afterwards. Fortunately, those challenges are pretty common. We've seen them all. So we're here today to help you to tackle them. And to do that, I dug back into the archives and I pulled out episode 112. So that is, what, is that three years ago? Episode 112, in which I dive into the six most common challenges that every new membership site owner faces. And I share my insight and advice so you don't have to face them alone. So without any further ado, let's go back in time to episode 112 of the Membership Guys podcast, six biggest challenges every new membership site owner faces. So in today's episode, I want to talk about challenges, specifically the biggest challenges that every new membership site owner faces. One thing that you guys should know about us, and indeed if you listen to the show for a while, if you follow the blog, is that we don't sugarcoat things. We're very, very upfront about the fact that running a membership is a real business. It's not all success stories and seven-figure launches and all that sort of stuff. We all deal with challenges. There's a lot of stuff going on under the surface. And so if you are either in the process of starting a membership site, I want to prepare you for some of the things you might need to deal with. If you've already got your membership site up and running, you know what? I think it's sometimes good to know that the challenges that you've gone through and the stuff you've struggled with, you're not alone with that stuff. Not everyone's getting it right. Everyone has challenges to face. So today's episode, we're looking at the six biggest challenges that every new membership site owner faces. The first of those are startup costs. Now, memberships involve a lot of moving parts, and that means a lot of potential cost. There's a lot of tools, there's a lot of software, there's all sorts of stuff that ends up taking a hit on your wallet when it comes to building, launching, promoting a membership site. And if you are just getting started, you might not have enough members to cover those costs. My advice to keeping all that stuff under control in those early days of your membership, and indeed for the life of your membership, is to be realistic about what you actually need. Do you really need that expensive CRM or email marketing platform that's costing you hundreds of dollars a month when you only have a few hundred people on your list and you're not actually doing anything fancy? Should you be paying $100 a month for a shopping cart software when your membership plugin has it built in? Are you paying for a community manager or a customer service agent when you've got less than 100 members and you only get a couple of emails a day? Make sure you're being realistic about what you need and you're keeping those costs under control. Similarly, don't fall into the trap of paying for every shiny new object because your favorite podcaster or blogger recommended it or is using it themselves. By the same token, same goes for courses. Don't pay for expensive courses to learn the latest flavor of the month tactic. There are very few things worth buying a $2,000 course for, especially if you don't yet have a business that's earning enough to cover that cost without breaking a sweat or going into debt. 
And don't blow a fortune on Facebook ads. We see this way too often. And in our experience, ads should be used to amplify and accelerate things that are already working in terms of promoting content that's already converting, moving people down a sales funnel that's already doing well on its own. My personal rule of thumb is that if you can't afford to lose 100% of your ad spend, you shouldn't be running ads. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not encouraging you to be cheap, but make sure that if you're spending money, you're spending money on the things like matter, like investing in good quality hosting that helps you ensure your website stays up, that it runs fast and so on. Investing in getting help with the tech side of stuff so that you don't find yourself stuck in the mode focusing on trying to get that darn plugin to work or trying to make this thing on your site function the way it's supposed to function. Make sure that if you're spending, you're keeping your costs under control and what you are spending is on stuff that actually matters to your business. So that's big challenge number one, keeping your starting costs under control. Make sure that you are spending on things that matter, like good quality hosting and getting help with the tech side of things. And speaking of tech, that's challenge number two that new membership site owners face, technology challenges. Unless you're a developer or you have one in your employ, then you will end up repeatedly banging your head on your desk when you're trying to build your membership. It's just par for the course. And those tech wars don't always end when your site launches. Those first few weeks or even months can be rocky. It's common for bugs to occur. It's common for things to not work the way you want, even for seasoned techies. The only difference is that if you're not techie, it can be a living nightmare trying to stay on top of all these little bugs and all these issues. That's why we recommend getting some support rather than trying to muddle through it yourself. You don't have to go out and hire a full-time developer, but if you worked with someone in the building stage of your membership to get things up and running, then perhaps discuss with them the idea of keeping them on a retainer for a few hours a week or a few hours a month just for the first couple of months your membership's up and running to give you that peace of mind for any time those bugs come up and to free you up to focus on the stuff that matters. There are services out there that provide on-demand support for WordPress if indeed you are using WordPress. If you're using a hosted platform, get to know their tech support guys so that you know that you're comfortable that if something happens, they've got your back. If you are using something like WordPress, you've got pay-per-fix services like WP Fix It. None of this stuff needs to break the bank. And the important thing is it frees you up to focus on doing what you do best without constantly being distracted by tech challenges. And of course, I'd be remiss not to mention that you have places like Member Site Academy, where we have the community there. We have a tech talk section for posting questions and getting support. So if you're a member of the academy, make sure you're tapping into that. You know, quite often, the most frustrating of tech problems end up having very simple solutions. So just being able to get some input or direction from a community like Membersite Academy can save you a lot of headaches. However you do it, try and have something in place, a plan in place to deal with those tech challenges, especially within the first few months of your membership, because they can be hugely distracting at a key time where you really need to be focusing on the most important stuff and on showing up and delivering to your members. So big challenge faced by new membership site owners number two, technology challenges. Make sure you have a plan in place. Challenge number three is getting momentum in your community. 
Yahiro said all the time that members join for the content, they stay for a community. Having some form of online community gives your membership a stickiness factor that will keep your members subscribed for months and years beyond when they've finished with your courses and all that sort of stuff. But in the early days when your membership is smaller, it's harder to get those conversations flowing within your community. Nobody wants to be part of a ghost town and that creates a chicken and egg situation where nobody's posting because nobody's posting. So really, it all comes down to you. You need to be the one to start discussions. You need to make sure you're applying to everything your other members are posting. Take the time to send out regular roundups of what discussions are taking place in your community. Even if they're all stuff that you've started, send that stuff to your members on a weekly basis to encourage them to jump in and to weigh in with their opinions and input. Find ways to make community a core part of what your membership delivers. So if you're doing webinars or you're bringing in guest experts, for example, then you can make it so that your community members can submit questions in advance, but they can only do that inside your forum or your Facebook group. And if they've never posted before, it breaks the seal that hopefully is going to make it more likely that they'll stick around and they'll contribute to some of the discussions. If you have a team, get them involved in your community, even if that's not their role initially, Try and encourage them to go in there to post stuff, to reply and stuff like that. Again, very important in the early days. And if you can, maybe even enlist the support and the help of your close contacts, your friends, your business network. Again, maybe this is just on a temporary basis to get that conversation flowing because once things do get moving and once discussions are taking place, you'll find that that momentum builds and builds and builds and you get the snowball effect resulting in a community that you don't actually need to be as hands-on with where not every conversation has to start with you. It's important to have a word on expectations about how active your community will be. There's a rule of thumb when it comes to community engagement called the 99-1 rule, which pretty much says that only 1% of your community will be heavily active. 1% will be the people who start conversations, who visit your community multiple times a day, who are real heavily active power users. 9% will just be generally active. They'll maybe visit your community a few times a week. They'll be more likely to reply to posts, but not necessarily likely to start them. The other 90% will either not participate in your community and not even visit it at all, or they'll come to your community, they'll read and they'll consume, but they won't actually contribute. Those guys are quite often almost disparagingly labelled lurkers. Now, there's nothing wrong if that's how someone wants to actually use your community. Members can still get a lot of value from simply observing and reading what other people are posting. So if you have 100 members and you have maybe 20 or 30 of them contributing, don't beat yourself up because the other 70 aren't. That actually, if you use the 99-1 rule, that's actually a good level of engagement. Quite often when we hear people talking about their community not having enough engagement, when you look at it, it's actually more active than you would expect given their member base. So don't be too hard on yourself, but definitely make sure that you are focusing on ways in the early stages of your membership of building up that momentum, building up that activity. The fourth big challenge that many new membership site owners often face is fitting the running of their membership around an existing business or a job. 
Quite often, people who start a membership site are doing it either as an extension of an existing business, so it's another product, it's another revenue stream, or as a side project while they're working in employment. Quite often, the end goal is to make the membership their full-time focus. That's not always the case, but usually you'll find when people start memberships, they ultimately want to be able to run that membership 100% full-time as their main business. But quite often in the early days, the revenue just isn't there to be able to completely move away from other business activities or to quit your job. So when you're trying to balance everything, it can be hard to make it work because if you're fitting it around other stuff you're doing, you might not have the time needed to actually bring your membership along and make it successful enough to enable you to free up more and more time. So again, you have that chicken and egg kind of situation. If you're servicing clients, you're working nine to five, it can be very, very easy for your membership to slip to the bottom of your to-do list and for other things to take priority. My recommendation for this is to make sure you start simple. Wherever you can, try to keep any potential problems to a minimum. That means not overcomplicating how your membership is set up, keeping it simple. This means less technology, less moving parts and less headaches. You can always make things more complex later. Do you really need that really advanced high-tech gamification stuff in from day one? Because when you add that in, again, you're adding more onto the tech pile, you're adding more complication, and you're increasing the chance that the limited time you have to work on your membership is going to be taken up by wrestling with tech problems. Keep things simple. And also make sure you're setting clear boundaries with your members for things like customer service, for things like interacting in the community so that their expectations are aligned with how available you are. If someone sends in a customer service ticket, make sure there's some sort of automated response that lets them know that they'll get a reply within 12 to 24 hours. Again, keep those boundaries in place just to make it more manageable for you. And when it comes to content, you want to try and lighten your burden and lighten your workload as much as possible. So that can mean things like doing live webinars, bringing in outside guest experts, creating content that's very simple and easy to make, but has a lot of value like checklists and cheat sheets and so on. Doing all of that stuff rather than creating these huge, sprawling, epic courses, which take lots of time and work. Again, the common theme here, simplicity, keeping things light, keeping things manageable. A key thing to maximizing your limited time is making sure that you treat your membership like it's a client or like it's a job. Have set times and days to work on it that are absolutely unmovable within your diary. If you were working on a client project and another client called up and asked you to do something, chances are you wouldn't just drop what you were doing to work on their stuff. If you were working two jobs and someone from job number two called you while you were at job number one, you wouldn't even answer the call, right? At those times that you have dedicated to working on your membership, you are completely unavailable to other clients. You work on nothing else and you are strict about not allowing anything or anyone to take priority. It's the only way to make it work if you're trying to fit the running of your membership around an existing business or job. Challenge number five is the one I'm sure that many will associate with, and that is simply trying to stay motivated. Those early days of running a membership site can be a slog. 
Memberships, as we say all the time, are a marathon and not a sprint. And things move at a generally slow enough pace that actually gives you too much time to worry and overthink about what's going on in your membership. Also, in those initial days, you're experiencing firsts. You're experiencing stuff for the very first time as a membership site owner. And you always feel the impact of those bad and those negative firsts the most. That very first cancellation. Man, does that sting. And if you're sitting there at 50 members and you lose five or six in a month, that feels huge. The end of that first month, when you look at that churn, it feels massive. This sort of stuff makes it very, very hard to stay motivated. If you've just launched your membership, there's almost a bit of a come down, not just in terms of all the adrenaline and all the excitement and all the juggling of everything that you were putting in place to, to build your membership, to launch it, all that activity. When that's done, it does feel a little bit deflating. Plus the nature of a launch, where there's all that buzz, there's all that excitement, there's a lot of curiosity that comes from the fact you're bringing something new to market, that ends up resulting in more people leaving after their first month because they get swept up in the hype. Maybe they join because you had a time-limited discount and then they regret it. Or in a lot of cases, they'll join just because they want to see what you were up to. So quite often those first few months of the membership have a much higher member turnover rate. And of course, this just piles on. It all takes its toll. It's very easy to get demoralized, especially if you're not yet making money to cover costs or to move away from client work. You start to wonder whether it's actually worth it. It's so important in those initial stages that you keep your head up, you stay the course, you remember why you set out to create a membership in the first place, and you focus on the members you do have. Successful memberships worry more about the members they have than the ones that they don't. Turn to your community, show up and serve your members. You'll get lots of positive feedback and the fulfillment that comes from actually helping your paying members can really help balance up any negative thoughts or any demotivation. Stay on top of your mental game, silence the negative self-talk so that you can actually reflect better and review things with more clarity so that you can better determine whether there are real problems if the initial few months aren't going as you like. You can determine whether those are actual real issues to address or if you're just feeling a bit demoralized and a bit demotivated. And again, having a good support network around you will help keep you on track and provide support, advice and clarity. And the final big challenge that most new membership site owners face is getting members. Now, if you spend time building your audience, researching and validating your ideas and all that other stuff that you should be doing before you open the doors to your membership, then your launch should have given you a nice initial influx of members to get things started. And in fact, in a lot of ways, your launch of a membership is the easiest marketing that you'll ever do because you're bringing something new to market, because you can leverage scarcity and urgency and all that stuff. But when all of that buzz and all of that excitement dies down, you're then faced with the challenge of bringing in new members on a consistent basis. Now, we're not going to delve into specific tactics and all of that. We've discussed a lot of tactics and strategies on past episodes and on the blog at themembershipguys.com about how you actually attract new members. But the truth is, there is no one-size-fits-all approach or method for bringing in new members. There's no silver bullet strategy. Different things 
work for different people. What I would say is that it's important that you stick with what got you to the dance. Review your launch, see what worked well, and see whether you can adapt the stuff that's worked to your marketing on an evergreen basis. If you built your audience and grew your email list through blogging, through connecting with people on social media, through doing videos or Facebook Lives or whatever it was you did to get to a point where you could launch your membership successfully, then don't let that activity, that stuff that got you to the dance, don't let that slide just because you've since launched your membership. Consistency is king. And in fact, having a membership should make it easier to do all of that stuff because in those early days of running your membership, you can really tap in to the social proof that comes from sharing the results and the feedback you're getting from your members. Talk about your membership every day. That doesn't mean pitching constantly, but if someone's asked a great question in your community, use that as a basis for your next blog post or your next podcast or your next Facebook Live video and make sure that somewhere in that you say, This came from a member of our community, which is blah, blah, blah dot com. Incorporate your membership into the marketing activity that you were doing as you built your audience, as you built your list. If someone shared a result or they've had a big win in your membership, take a screenshot, share it on social. If you're recording courses, do an Instagram story series that shows people the behind the scenes of your process for planning it, for recording it. If you're working on a new feature for your membership, post on Twitter about how excited you are to add this new thing to your site. Keep doing what you were doing in terms of marketing activity to get you to the dance to build your list. Keep finding organic excuses to bring your membership up in your content. Keep sharing, keep making noise and gather as much feedback as you can. You want to talk to people who join your membership, find out why they joined. Talk to people who joined and then left, find out why they joined in the first place and more importantly, why they didn't stick around. And talk to people who haven't joined find out why not. All of this will give you fuel to perfect and refine your marketing message and the strategies and the tactics you put in place. Again, we've covered the specifics in terms of different things that you can try to bring in members, different tactics, different strategies in past episodes. And if you head over to themembershipguys.com forward slash 112 for the show notes on this episode, you'll see some links to past podcasts where we've dove into those tactics and strategies. And there's a lot of things that you can try out. A lot of people out there trying to convince you that you absolutely must be doing live video. You absolutely must be doing messenger bots, remarketing, webinars, and so on and so on. My advice to you would be to try your hardest not to get carried away, not to buy into the hype of the next big thing of marketing or the next shiny tactic or the next must-do strategy, but instead to choose no more than one new strategy or tactic to test out at any one time and to test these tactics with realistic expectations that no single tactic is just going to transform your business overnight and suddenly open the floodgates to have members pouring in. There is no silver bullet and with successful memberships it's almost always a combination of lots of different things working together. So it's a case of testing things out, having patience, figuring out what works best for you. Okay, so as a recap, the six biggest challenges every new membership site owner faces. First up, keeping your startup costs under control. 
Be realistic about what you need. Don't be cheap, but make sure that the money that you spend is going on things that really do matter, like quality hosting, support with the tech side of things and so on. Big challenge number two is dealing with technology. Make sure you have a plan in place. Work with the developer who helped you build your membership or use one of the many services out there that gives you an option if something goes wrong rather than sitting trying to figure it all out yourself. Big challenge number three, getting momentum in the community. It all comes down to you. You need to show up. You need to start posts. You need to be active. You need to be constantly encouraging your members to jump in there to help you get that activity moving and get that snowball effect once your momentum builds. Challenge number four is fitting it around an existing business or job. Simplicity is key. Keep your tech, keep your offering, keep your content simple and lightweight. And make sure that you are scheduling dedicated time to work on your membership during which you do not work on anything else. You do not let anything else become a priority. That is an unmovable date in your diary to make sure your membership is getting the attention it needs. Challenge five, staying motivated. There's always a little bit of a come down, a little bit of a hangover after you've launched your membership site, during which it can be really easy to become demotivated. Stay on top of your mental game. Keep your head up. Focus on the important stuff. Stay the course and silence that negative self-talk. Make sure you have a positive support network around you that will help you keep on track. A big challenge number five faced by new membership site owners is getting members once your launch has subsided. Remember, there's no silver bullet strategy. Don't chase the latest bandwagon. Stick with what brought you to the dance. Stay consistent. Find excuses to make noise and to incorporate your membership into what you're doing. And when it comes to trying out new tactics and new strategies, focus on just one new thing at a time. All right, I hope you enjoyed and benefited from that little trip back into the vault and you're now better equipped to tackle these six biggest challenges every new membership site owner faces. I think in particular, talking about that post-launch hangover, I think that's something people don't get prepared for because there is so much buzz and so much excitement around a new membership launch. And personally for you, there's always that feeling of satisfaction, of accomplishment. You've finished this thing. You've wrestled with the, the tech and you've come out on the other side alive. And with a launch that went well, we're not always prepared for that come down. We're not always prepared for that gear shift. So hopefully now you're a little bit better equipped. You know it's going to come and you know what to do about it. As we said, this was a first of three trips into the vault that we're going to be taking this week and over the next couple of weeks. Next week's episode, we're going to be getting a little techie. We're going to be talking about whether you should host your membership on a separate domain name, whether it should be on the same website address as your main website, say you're blogging or you have an existing company, or whether it should be on a subdomain. So honestly, this is probably the question that we get asked more than any other question. It's just one of those things that um, uh, people get stuck on that decision early on. And try as we might, and putting out the podcasts and incorporating it into our training and membership academy, I can guarantee this question comes up at least once a week inside our communities, both our free and our paid communities. So 
that definitely uh, gave us the motivation to pick this episode out to boost back into the forefront of your attention so that um, hopefully the question doesn't come up quite as often <laughs> going forward. All right, so that's going to be next week on episode 296. For now, though, that's it for this week. If you're new to the show, be sure to hit the subscribe button to make sure you do not miss a single episode going forward. If you're a long-term listener, you know I love you. You know I appreciate you. Thanks for your support. Thanks for giving me your time. If you've got a minute or so that you can spare, you know that I would love it. And it would mean the world to us if you could leave a quick, positive review with a nice, shiny five stars, just saying letting us know um, that you enjoy the show, letting us know what you get out of it, how it's helped you. Not only does it let us know we're doing a great job, not only does it make us feel good, honestly, because we read every single review and they honestly mean so, so much to us. But not just that, every review you leave makes it easier for us to reach more people and to help more people achieve success in the membership world. And that's a good thing. So, If you've got time to do that, we would so appreciate it. And if you do happen to leave a review, be sure to give me a shout on social or in our Facebook group or our paid community to let me know you've done that so I can thank you personally. That's it from me. I'm out of here and I'll be back again next week with another episode of the Membership Guys podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. The Membership Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be, or whether your website's already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, step-by-step membership roadmap, exclusive member-only discount perks and tools, as well as our supportive, active community that will help you along the way with feedback, encouragement, and advice, the Membership Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage, and grow a successful membership business. Check it out at membershipacademy.com.